The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. This is Pure Opelka. With Mike Opelka. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome back to Pure Opelka. It is a Monday. We are... uh, we are chopping through a bunch of Supreme Court stuff today, and we're also covering some different things because you can't just be all about the politics. Your life has to be more than just politics, or you're going to find people running away from you at parties. Not that I've experienced that lately, um, but the, the issue at, at, at hand here is to cover politics And the important parts of politics, the things that we actually think will have an effect on your life, on our world, on on our republic. And one of those this week is obviously going to be the health care bill, which, you know, not a whole lot really necessary to talk about with the health care bill until we get to the vote, until we watch some of the debate that's going on, until we hear any proposals. And is there actually any interest from the uh, from the left side of the aisle to have a open and honest discussion about it. So really, we could talk ourselves blue. But until the bill is uh, adjusted, amended, debated, and ready for a final vote, then really it's it's just a waste of time. So everybody that's having these these monster panel discussions about the bill. You're missing the boat here. There are firework Oreos to be trying. There is chocolate pudding to be happening today. And I think we need to talk about something pretty interesting. The concept, at least uh, I think he's actually floating it, or maybe he's just flexing his billionaire muscles and messing with people. But the possibility of President Zuckerberg... President Zuckerberg, you heard me correctly. Mark Zuckerberg spotted in Indiana last week posting pictures of truck stop food and talking of the wonders of truck stops. They're like mini cities where truckers can stop and and get a shower and do their laundry and get their dog cleaned and maybe even get their teeth worked on. It's as if somebody brought him out of his his West Coast bubble and showed him how the flyover states live. Maybe Mark Zuckerberg would even listen to a little country music and learn about the world. But he's now being questioned or being speculated upon as a possible 2020 presidential candidate. Why not? Why wouldn't someone with that kind of wherewithal and ego think they could be president of the United States. It's not as if it hasn't happened once or twice before. So Zuckerberg out and about traveling around Iowa, do you think it's real? Do you think it's it's an actual toe in the water? Could Mark Zuckerberg actually be considering running for president in 2020? And if so, would it be his party? Would it be the Democratic Party? Certainly would not likely to be the Republican Party. Mark Zuckerberg 
bazillionaire. Seriously. Would he run? I think he could run. But if all it takes to get media attention is for a, a very well-known figure to visit Iowa and say some nice things about the flyover states, maybe we, although I'm not well enough known, I was saying maybe we should do the show from Iowa for a couple of days. <laughs> you know, it'd be funny if Glenn Beck did his show from a truck stop in Iowa. Then again, I think he would have to hire somebody who is um, a top political operator, David Fluff, or Pluff, or whatever you want to call him. I like to call him Fluff. David Pluff, the guy who was with Obama, the guy who was also advising Hillary for a while, he is now working for Mark Zuckerberg. Hmm, right? Anyone else? Anyone else take note of that? You're in Iowa... You're making some comments about what a wonderful part of the world it is and, and just how, how great truck stops are, which actually sounded just a little bit, a little bit condescending. Because, you know, frankly, uh, we visited the, the headquarters of Facebook about, what was it, about a year ago? A year, year and a half ago? Zuckerberg invited a bunch of conservative media people out. I happened to be in Dallas at the time, and Glenn said, come on, let's go. And met, met Zuckerberg, shook his hand, met Sheryl Sandberg, shook her hand, and they had this lovely little chat about how Facebook didn't want to be pissing off the conservative media space, and yet there they were, pissing off the conservative media people. So um, I, I think this may be part of his mea culpa, or maybe he thinks he can run the free world. Maybe. But so maybe Glenn Beck does a truck stop tour. I, I know Glenn's in California on business. He's doing whatever he's doing. And, and maybe, uh, maybe he should stop at a truck stop. I happen to know Glenn has stopped at truck stops. So it wouldn't be his first time. He wouldn't be marveling at it the way Zuckerberg did. And yet... Do you know what's really kind of strange about the Zuckerberg thing and how he was marveling at the, the diversity of opportunities at truck stops? Inside the Facebook offices, it's pretty much the same thing. If you go into Facebook, first of all, the campus, they call it, it's not really an office, it's a campus. The place is so big, there are bicycles inside that you can just take and ride from one end of the building to the other. If you have a meeting over way the hell over there, you can just pick up one of the many bicycles. They're like the beach big tired bicycles, you know, the big, t big fat tires. They're like beach, beach bikes, and you can just ride down to that side, put down the kickstand or put it in the, in the rack and then have your meeting and pick up another one on the way back. They have dry cleaning in the building for their employees. They have food, free food too, in the building for their employees. There is a Starbucks-like coffee shop inside the building. If you go up on the roof, there are three or four different cafes on the roof with the roof garden. Uh, there was even a grilled cheese stand on the roof at Facebook that is open a few hours a day. If you just want to take a break from your work and go up and get a grilled cheese sandwich. 
So I don't know why Mark Zuckerberg was so amazed at the truck stop, except for the fact that maybe they don't have a dentist office inside uh, the Facebook headquarters. Maybe, maybe we should keep an eye on that. If Facebook adds a dentist's office, I'm thinking maybe Mark Zuckerberg learned something from Iowa and the truck stop. And wouldn't that be amazing to realize that truck stops could have that kind of effect on a richie rich, uber rich bazillionaire like Mark Zuckerberg? Seriously. Could you vote for Mark Zuckerberg? Would that be the most ridiculous choice for president? You know, uh, we've heard from the guy from Shark Tank, uh, the guy who gave us Broadcast.com, Mark Cuban, the guy who was in Hillary Clinton's camp and at all of the debates sat in the front row staring at Donald Trump trying to be a distraction. Uh, could you vote for him? Are there any of the billionaires, well, aside from Donald Trump, that you could vote for? Interesting question, right? Is it finally down to the point where people who run for the White House are going to be the people who don't need the money? We often thought that that's what Mike Bloomberg was going to do. Bloomberg certainly doesn't need the money. Bloomberg had all that money when he was the mayor of New York. And now that he doesn't need money, he probably misses the power. So Bloomberg's out there still stirring it up, trying to get the Second Amendment cut down or cut out while he has his armed guards. But I wonder if Mike Bloomberg will consider a 2020 run. I, I think the Democratic Party would encourage him not to run because he would certainly be taking votes away from Cuomo or whomever ends or Elizabeth Warren or whomever ends up being that 2020 candidate. Just a little interesting sidebar as, as we see uh, Mark Zuckerberg traveling the country, but specifically making Iowa a stop just probably two years ahead of when he would need to announce, right? Maybe he announces sometime in 2019 after the midterm elections. Something to keep an eye on. When we get back, uh, we, we've been keeping an eye on a couple of other stories that we need to talk about. One of them is related to health care. Another one is related to this, this Washington Post story about Barack Obama and what he did or did not do. Plus, Bill Clinton was meeting with a bunch of mayors this week and at the mayor's conference in Miami. And um, he had some interesting things to say, especially about health care. For a guy who called Obamacare crazy, the craziest thing he'd ever seen, he had some interesting things to say about health care. And today, um, some interesting stuff in history happened on this day back in the day, and we will get to that as well when Pure Opelka returns. You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. On the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome back to Pure Opelka. I will tell you there is a ton of chatter about to get ramped up because 
The Senate released a revised draft of the health care bill, and now wonks are pouring over it, and you will see panels populated with people. But until there's a debate, until there is agreement, and until there's a vote scheduled, this is just chatter and blather. And I'd rather look at some history and see important things that happened on this day back in the day. Now, it was... It was June 24th, not not today, not the 26th. It was June 24th. In 1948, the Soviet Union put a blockade around Germany. So travel out of um, East Berlin into West Berlin was not permitted. They blocked roads, rails. And so uh, it, it meant that they were going to be um, starving people in East Berlin. And uh, they, they're West Berlin. So over 2 million people in West Berlin were going to be without the usual food sources they have. So in response to that, it was on this day, June 26th in 1948, the U.S. started this massive airlift of food and water and medicines. And it was nearly a year that American planes kept dropping stuff to the two million people in West Berlin. Just a, an amazing, amazing story. Now, that, that happened on this date in 1948. Now you fast forward to, um, to John F. Kennedy and Kennedy traveling to Berlin and uh, making the uh, beautiful statement uh, from what, do the math on it, 48 to what was it, 63, uh, that uh, JFK was standing in front of the Brandenburg gates with all of the, the thousands of people there, June 26th in 1963. Same day that we began in history, began the Berlin uh, airlift to feed the people. You had the president of the United States standing in front of this massive crowd and the whole world watching. And he gave, well, this is a, it was a very brief speech, but this is the last minute of it. And that minute, I think, that, that rings true with so many people. The minute, the one minute that uh, Barack Obama tried to recreate and had some minor success on it, but for my money, they were talking about some different things at the time. Obama and Kennedy very different presidents, no matter how much Barack Obama wanted everyone to think he was like JFK. There are many people in the world who really don't understand or say they don't. What is the great issue between the free world and the communist world? Let them come to Berlin. Freedom has many difficulties, and democracy is not perfect, but we have never had to put a wall up to keep our people in to prevent them from leaving us. All, all free men, wherever they may live, are citizens of Berlin, and therefore, as a free man, I take pride in the word 
Ich bin ein Violiner. Kennedy puts his speech in his pocket and walks off. Thunderous applause. What a great moment. But more importantly, the statement that shows it all. If you wanted to understand the difference between freedom and communism, the, between, between the free market society that, that the West was pushing and communism, you just had to go to Berlin. And it was on display within a couple of feet of each other. You could see the effects of East Germany and communism, and you could see thriving West Germany. The same can be said today in Korea, where you can see the difference between North and South Korea. You can see the difference between an oppressive regime and a free market regime where now capitalism runs the country. That little moment from JFK, that little moment deserves to be played as often as possible. That little moment happened today, 1963. Today and also in 1948 was the, the day we started the Berlin airlift to make sure that the world, especially Berlin, knew that we had not forgotten about them. Just a, a little bit of history. Just around the corner, there's two things. Uh, it seems to be related to the release of the, the Senate's latest update on the bill, but there are many different uh, little decisions coming out of the Supreme Court. Dr. Wendy Patrick will be here at the top of the next hour to talk with us about the Supreme Court just a little bit. But there's another decision that relates to uh, a faith-based decision. Now, you, you've heard there was a cake baker decision that the court's going to hear the, the uh, Christian cake bakers. They'll hear their case in October. But there was a decision rendered today that relates to religious freedom from another organization. And I, I think this is a good sign. I think the fact that this was a 7-2 to decision bodes well for uh, those of us who believe that religion and the, uh, the ability to live here and worship as you see fit, as long as it doesn't hurt anybody else, is still one of the greatest things about America. So we'll get a representative from the Catholic Alliance to talk, talk with us after the break. Plus, the guy who put up the billboard that we tried to get a hold of on Saturday, we, we've been playing phone tag. Our technology beat us up uh, on Saturday, but we think we have all the bugs out of the system, uh, and I, I hope we have. Uh, but we will, we will talk to uh, Kyle Courtney sometime, maybe just before the top of the hour or maybe in the middle of the next hour. It's going to be a busy rest of the show. And, of course, you're always welcome to join the conversation. 888 900-3393-888-900-3393. This is Pure Opelka. Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Of course, of course, we'll talk a little bit more about Obama doing nothing about uh, the, the Russians. But w there are some other issues going down today as there is much activity at the Supreme Court. There are decisions coming down. There are calendar appointments being made. 
There are rumors, whispers, speculation of a justice stepping down. And right now, uh, some of my friends who heard this same whispering out of Justice Kennedy last year are saying, no, 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 no. He likes doing this. He loves the attention. <laughs> so um, you could place your bets however you want to place them. I, I don't know if Justice Kennedy is going to announce his retirement. It would certainly be interesting, and maybe our next guest does know something. Uh, she certainly has her ear to the ground. When it comes to uh, the discussion of things like the Supreme Court and as it relates to our religious liberty, Maureen Ferguson joins us from the Catholic Association today. Maureen, welcome to the program. How are you? Hi there. It's great to be on with you. And uh, we certainly are keeping our ear to the ground on the potential Kennedy retirement. Um, but it sounds, I mean, sort of the normal times at which he would announce that retirement seem to be slipping by. So my guess, and that's just a guess, would be that he's going to be around for another term or so. Doesn't, doesn't it, uh, or is the indicator the hiring of... Um of uh, his support staff for the coming year, and they usually let him go at the end of the term, and he hasn't done that yet. Isn't that where the speculation comes from? Yeah, well, I mean, there's speculation, I guess, from a lot of different corners, that, and that is one of the things that people keep an eye on as to whether they're hiring clerks for the next year. Um, uh, but but normally, today is the last day the court is officially in session. So normally by today, he would have announced uh, so, so just personally, it's just a guess. I think he's sticking around for another another term, but I could be wrong. Well, he has an interesting record because he's voted on on the left and on the right side of things. He was strong, I thought, on gun control. And hasn't he been strong on pro-life issues? Oh, Justice Kennedy has been all over the map on life issues and in more recent years, he tragically has uh, been on the pro-abortion side. Um, mm. start, starting actually many years back uh, in the, the Casey decision back in the 90s, he okay. landed squarely on the side of abortion. But he's, depending on the issue, he goes back and forth. He, he is the classic swing vote on the Supreme Court. So he his retirement would give the president an opportunity to put another constitutional conservative in place, which would, I think, uh, affect the court for decades, potentially, if you get the right person in there. So um, I, I'm kind of hoping that the president gets another shot at nominating another another candidate. Let's let's hope, at least from from my end of things. Um, well, the, we'll see. The president the president certainly did a fabulous job in choosing Justice Neil Gorsuch. So if he picks another one like that, that would be a very good thing for the country. Somebody with uh, such outstanding credentials as our new Justice Gorsuch, the temperament that he has and the judicial philosophy of really looking at the Constitution and trying to interpret laws instead of uh, having judges writing laws from the bench, which they're not supposed to do. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm I'm very happy with his selection. We're talking to Maureen Ferguson, senior policy analyst at the Catholic Association. Now, interestingly enough, the decision came down today among all the action going on at the Supreme Court. 
in favor of Trinity Lutheran Church, and it is a religious freedom decision, not quite directly, but indirectly. Uh, what's the elevator explanation, elevator ride explanation of this case, please? Okay, so the quick explanation is that the state of Missouri had a program to make playgrounds for children safer. And there was a Lutheran preschool that applied to this program in the state of Missouri to make their playground safer. But they were denied. They were perfectly qualified, but they were denied participation in this safe playground program um, to make a safer surface on the, the playground. A lot of moms might have noticed that the playground surfaces now tend to be that rubberized material. So when kids fall off the monkey bars, they don't break an arm. So um, the Trinity Lutheran uh, Preschool applied to this grant program, but they were denied simply because they're a religious school. So the, the government of Missouri was essentially saying, hey, we'll make playgrounds safe for kids at a non-religious school, but if you go to religious school, sorry, you're on your own. So this really amounts to discrimination against religious institutions. This has nothing to do with inculcating the faith or anything like that. It's simply for safe playgrounds. But yet the state of Missouri was going way too far in saying, sorry, you're a religious preschool, so you can't apply to this grant for safe playgrounds. So it, it and it's part of the reason this case is so significant is that in recent years, we've seen more and more of, um, you know, our government is supposed to be kind of neutral towards religion. But in recent years, we've seen a growing hostility towards religion and religious institutions and people of faith, a government hostility. And that is completely unconstitutional. And the Supreme Court today said that the state of Missouri's denial to this uh, Lutheran preschool, um, in the words of Chief Justice Roberts, he said that was odious to the Constitution, and they ruled uh, against the state of Missouri and said that the, the Lutheran preschool has a right to apply for this grant just like anybody else, whether they're a religious school or a not religious school. We're talking to Maureen about some of the Supreme Court stuff going on today. Maureen is with uh, the Catholic Association as a senior policy advisor and also, you know, uh, has a connection to the government here. You're married to former Congressman Mike Ferguson. Uh, and so uh, you've watched Washington for a while. Does the current state of affairs surprise you? The division, the animus that uh, seems to be splitting us apart as a country? Well, honestly, it's. It it's like not it's really nothing less than tragic the way that sort of the heated rhetoric has gotten so hot and it has even spilled over into violence and congressman steve scalise who's still in the hospital you know due to this gunshot wound oh yeah uh, he's he's a friend of ours i mean th this is tragic that people are so filled with hate that they would turn to violence to settle political disputes. This is a free country. People should be free to espouse their ideas. This is what our country was founded upon. So in Washington, people should be able to disagree without being disagreeable. We should we be able so. to have, 
Right. We should be able to have healthy, robust debates without, um, you know, without turning to, you know, the tragedy that we saw on that baseball practice field a few weeks ago. From your lips to God's ears, Maureen, and uh, before I let you go, one more quick question. With the decision that we've had out, out of the Supreme Court today in the uh, Trinity Lutheran and, and some folks saying this bodes well for the argument of the cake bakers, do you even think we can make that connection or are those two far, those arguments so far apart? Well, just today, also, the Supreme Court agreed to hear the case of a Colorado cake baker who who said that he was happy to bake cakes for, um, you know, birthdays or, you know, all kinds of he's happy to bake cakes. But he feels that it is an imposition on his face to be forced to bake a cake with you know, a cake topper that has, you know, two grooms or, or, or two brides. So, yeah, I, um, because th- this is part of his expression of what he does. So, um, the Supreme Court, uh, because he was then sued, uh, the Supreme Court has now agreed to take that case. So we're going to, well, we're going to see I, that next year. I see that. And they'll start arguing that in October, but I was just wondering, in your opinion, does, does, does today's decision in favor of a group like Trinity Lutheran, does it have any, uh, is it an indicator? Is it a, a sign towards what, where this case might go, or are they just too different? Well, th- they certainly have differences. Um, but t- today's case is certainly a signal that the government needs to, um, it, it, it's kind of a pushback from the Supreme Court on this growing intolerance of people of faith, saying that the government needs to step back and the government needs to be neutral with respect to people of faith. So um, so I, I would say it's a signal uh, in favor of religious liberty. The fact that today's decision was a seven to two decision. Uh, you had people like Justice Elena Kagan uh, voting to respect religious liberty in this case. Now, some of the justices and, and Justice Breyer also, who, you know, they tend to vote on the left, but they voted in favor of religious liberty today. Um, now, some of them made certain footnotes to kind of say, oh, but we're only talking about playgrounds in this case. Um, but I think some of the other justices were more broadly signaling that we should be respectful of people of faith and that faith institutions contribute to our society in in innumerable ways in terms of forming good citizens, taking care of the poor, the hospitals, the schools, um, all the charitable organizations that are faith-based, that these, you know, we should really be um, in, encouraging um, kind of working together for the common good rather than trying to push these faith-based faith I'm sorry, faith-based institutions out of the public square. And um, so anyway, it, it, it's a win for religious tolerance. It's a win for religious liberty. Um, although I will say that, that the, the case that the justices agreed to hear today of the Denver cake baker, that does involve um, some you know, di- different issues. So it is a distinct case in and of itself. Okay. 
Well, we'll keep an eye on it, and I hope I hope when the when things happen, you'll come back and speak with us again. Uh, Maureen, where's the best place to follow you on on Twitter or you somewhere else, or should we just go to the CatholicAssociation.org? You know, go to the CatholicAssociation.org, and you can follow our work in uh, promoting religious liberty. We appreciate you so much. Thanks for jumping on the phone with us today. Okay, great. Thanks. Take care. When we get back, oh, there's more out there. There's more craziness out there. Yes, and there are firework Oreos, but there might not be any left when we get back. You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Apparently, I'm in trouble with uh, some of you who listen to the show and some of you who not only listen to the show, but work alongside me. Uh, I did a little segment earlier in the hour talking about history. And of course, we went through the fact that on this date in 1948, we began the Berlin Airlift to make sure tragedy was averted after the communists were blocking West Berlin and we brought food and water and medicine and basically embarrassed the communists. And it was also on this day in 1963, Kennedy gave that famous speech that also showed the problems of communism. But because I did not mention the fact that today's the 20th anniversary of some dumb book about witches and warlocks and flying broomsticks. I'm, I'm not a sensitive person. So uh, to all of you Harry Potter freaks, um, sorry, I, I didn't realize that this was a national holiday, that it was 20 years ago today you all got together and decided to make J.K. Rowling a bazillionaire. Uh, you know, that's I'm sure I know that's your choice. And as a as a, pr a promoter of uh, the free market, it's your choice to do that and fund all that. But th that's that's the anniversary today. And I'm really sorry. This is a heartfelt apology to those of you who worship at the altar of Harry Potter and whatever the hell else he is. Sorry, I, I don't get it. And a note to Stephen Hawking. Uh, there's a story on The Blaze about Stephen Hawking and his dire warning to humans that we all need to leave the earth. Um, two words to Stephen Hawking for his warning to all of humanity. You first, pal. Three words, actually. You first. When we get back, Dr. Wendy joins us, her usual spot. And uh, later next hour, we're going to hear from uh, a friend who uh, we just made, a friend in San Antonio who told ABC News the truth. <laughs> and he suddenly became a worldwide figure, whether he wanted to or not. That's next on Puro Pelka.
Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network.